quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle. You know, I'm not having the best of days today. I'm feeling a little burnt out. I think I'm feeling really burnt out both in work and parenting and life. Just feeling as if there's too much. It feels like too much and it feels like a lot of pressure. And I want to start with the parenting piece because that's why we're here, right? We're talking about parenting. I've been parenting for nearly 18 years. It'll be 18 years in January. And it's a very long time to be parenting. And I know there's a lot of people out there in my boat, even people who've been parenting longer than I have. And I'm sure they feel like at times feel burnt out. And I think there's this, sometimes there's this sentiment, like we can't talk about how hard it is because we love our kids and we, we've chosen to do this. I've heard some people say, well, you, ch- you chose to have, you know, you chose to have kids. So, you know, this is what you get. But just because you've chosen something and just because this is your life path doesn't mean you don't deserve some moments of feeling tired, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like, wow, was this the best decision to have two kids? What if I had envisioned my life without kids? What would it feel like? And I think um, a lot of people push against that because maybe they believe that you don't love your kids if you talk ill of parenting. And I, I just want to put it out there that I talk about parenting in a very real way when I'm with my friends. Like, I'm tired. Like, it's hard. I love it. And I've found some beautiful places to go in my parenting. I've been very lucky to have this incredible journey. But it doesn't erase the fact that it is a 24-7 job. And it is a lifetime job. I was just talking to a friend at yoga this morning, a couple of friends, um, my daughter's best friend's mom and her friend, who's also a mutual friend of mine. And she was just saying, and I totally agreed that she's exhausted. She's got four kids. I think her oldest is in, in his 20s. And um, I feel similarly. And she said, like I did, like, it, it's never going to end, is it? <laughs> because our kids will always need us. Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness they need us. Thank goodness that we have the relationships that we have with our kids and we get to have life with them moving forward. And I can see this rich life with my daughters. I really can. I can see it now. But it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to be somebody's you know, support person. And at the same time, I wouldn't hand that work over to anybody else. But I think the duality of it all can exist. You can both love your kids deeply, want to be a, a, an incredible parent, you know, strive to do your best, work really hard at it, and be exhausted. And make note that it is never ending. And I was talking to my dad recently, and he said something like, "Well, I think I'm, you know, I've had a good life. I'm ready to go." And I was like, "You're not ready to go. What are you talking about? You're only seventy-five. 
And he said, well, I think, you know, I've done it all. And I said, well, don't you want to see the girls grow up more? He said, I've seen enough growing up. (laughs) And I thought for a second, you know what? He's probably right. He raised my sister and I. He's definitely been a huge part of raising the girls with me. And I can imagine by the time I'm his age, 75, 76 years old, that you've seen a lot of life. You've seen a lot of growing up. You've experienced a lot of experiences. And I can't imagine feeling any more tired than I do today, but I'm sure he feels even more exhausting. I'm sure things morph. I can't wait to go into this new phase of parenting um, an adult child. And I, I'm really excited about what that that piece will look like for me. I can't wait to actually share that journey with with you all because I, I believe that it is going to be in a different kind of parenting and a new chapter. And I don't think that it's going to be any less stressful to be very honest with you. Now you have these little people, these brand new adults who are out in the world trying to figure all these things out and they're going to really need us. They're going to need our guidance. They're going to need us to be there. And and I am both dreading it and looking forward to it. And I think that's what this whole podcast is about is that I believe me as a parent, and I don't know about you all, but I live in that you know, dichotomy, the dichotomy of I adore my children I love parenting to the end, right? I do it all day, every day. I talk to clients. I do these podcasts. I put posts out there. I talk to people on Instagram. I talk with my team about it all the time. All we do is talk about parenting. So I do love it and I have this deep passion for it. And at the same time, there are days when I just want to be not a parent and not talking about parenting. And I think my friend at yoga was saying the same. Like She's like, I know... Our mutual friend said, "Did you? Oh, do you follow Michelle's Instagram?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I follow it, but it's like I, I'm done parenting. Like I, I've learned enough. I, I know enough here, and I don't want to inundate myself with parenting. And I so get that. I think we can get burned out. We can get burned out on the work. We can get burned out on anything. And I think part of that goes back to this idea that we don't get the support that we truly need and deserve as parents. We don't parent in." large communities where everyone comes together and helps one another. We really are isolated in our parenting. I'm fortunate enough to have um, you know, my dad to really help me, but I, not everybody has that. In fact, most people don't. And it can feel very isolating to be out there on your own and do it day in and day out and year after year. And by the time you get to 18, 19, 20 years of parenting, you're exhausted. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot, especially if you have multiple kids and you've gone through these same phases over and over. And granted, I'm going through this, you know, my second daughter, all these teenage phases again. They look very differently with her, by the way, which I'm going to do another podcast on. But you, it's still um, a challenge, right? It's a challenge because she's growing up and finding her way. And we have different challenges because she and Esme are very different. But uh, again, it's challenging me to stay grounded. I know when Esme was a teen, began to be a teenager, preteen, 12, 13, I really had to get grounded in my parenting because I was taken aback by her, you know, her asserting herself. And Pia is doing it too, but in a very different way. So now I've had to relearn how to come to Pia peacefully, calmly with connected parenting, but in a different way. And it isn't the same way I came to Esme. So it's like, I'm learning it all over again. And, um, it's challenging to keep learning. It's challenging to keep um, questioning what you're doing. And it's challenging to find your new path. And it's also challenging to do this work without just like screaming and yelling like my parents did, because sometimes that comes over me. 
you know, like if I could just scream and yell at everybody, then they would be quiet and, 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 and obey. And then I wouldn't have to work so hard, but that's not the case. So we, we find our way with connection and we find our way with each kid who's different. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I think the other piece of this, so one piece is that parenting can be arduous and, and over time it, it grates on you deeply. And then there's this piece where there's not a lot of community helping us. And then there's this third piece that it's like you have another life outside of parenting that seems to always take the back burner. And that life just keeps, I think it, it's, it really diminishes as you become a parent. So when I first had babies, little tiny babies, I really tried to hold on to my single life, like, oh, or not single life, but my life without kids. And I could still try to like, I really wanted to go out and I wanted to do these things. I want to hang with my friends and I just couldn't. And it was very stifling. And I feel like over time I got used to it, but I let go a lot of my life without children. And it's you. I went through a big mourning, I believe, when I first had kids. I, I mourned the loss of my career. I mourned the loss of my, you know, I didn't lose my friendships, but they changed because my priorities changed and the time commitment I had to, my time commitments changed. So I really mourned that loss. And over time, I've gotten over it, right? It's just, that's how life is. I try to sneak my friends in where I can. I try to sneak my life in, my travel, my significant other. I try to sneak all those things in around my kids because that's kind of the only way that, that I can do it. But it, it begs the question, like that part of your life kind of erodes. And it's, it's sad because we don't get to hold on to it. And then they leave us and then we're left without a life. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to exist in this world without my kids who I've dropped everything for? So there's, this, there's a lot of iterations of being a parent 
and the exhaustion is is deep in each of those phases. And here at the end where I find myself and where I've, a lot of my friends find themselves, I think we've, we've found a place where we need to rest. <laughs> we, need, we need to take a deep breath. We need to walk away from the parenting books for a moment. We need to recenter ourselves and find ourselves again. And that it's okay to be selfish sometimes in these moments. That brings me to the final point of like self-care. And how important that is. I know, I know, I know. Everyone talks about self-caring and go to the spa and you know, I'm going to get a facial. Or, I don't know. I don't know what... I really get so confused about self-care now. When the kids were really little, I used to think that it was... Anytime I could get away from them was self-care in my, in my opinion. Like if I could even just go to the grocery store without children, I thought that was self-care because I was so overwhelmed, really, to be honest. Um, and now as I get older... I find that self-care for me is re-examining who I am internally and trying to find my strengths and my worthiness and my um, ability to believe in myself and find myself as a business person and find myself as a woman. And that has been my self-care is really diving into who I am because when I, when I examine that and when I really dive deeply, I find more strength in myself and I feel better about myself and I increase my self-esteem. And then when I can do those things for myself, I come to my parenting, I come to my friendships, I come to my love relationships in a better place. So for me right now, and it looks it's looked different for me, you know, as the phases of parenting have developed, self-care has changed for me. Right now in this kind of, I guess in the twilight of my parenting from home, we'll say parenting at home, like kids under 18, I've really tried to dive into my own self and create more self-worth and create more self-esteem and really believe in who I am and stick deeply into who Michelle's going to be moving forward without kids. And that's given me a lot of strength. And it also has grounded me to be able to come to my parenting, like I said, with more love and kindness, with more centeredness and with less angst. So there are many moments. And when I started this podcast, I felt really exhausted and tired. Now I feel a little bit better because I'm down now I'm talking about, you know, some other things. But I think this work on myself, this very, you know, it's a very particular work that I've been doing has helped me be a better mom in, in this stage of my parenting because I... I can come with a little more calm because I feel calmer inside. And it's helped me with my anxiety and my stress. And I don't really struggle with too much anxiety and stress, but I have very like situational anxiety and stress and normal anxiety and stress like we all do. But it's helped me quell that by really believing in myself and my abilities and and really finding out who I am as a person. I've been taking like all these personality tests and trying to figure out, you know, my strengths and weaknesses and really honing in on my strengths and kind of just, it's like self-esteem building and it's building my worthiness. And um, my childhood, I think, has ate away at that. And over time, I've 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 really worked on it. And this is just another phase. I don't think you ever can get away from working on it. This is just another phase of that. So if you have a baby, or if you have a school-aged kid, or if you have a teenager or even an adult child, you get to say and you get to voice that it's hard and that some days you don't want to parent and that it is really 
an invasion of who you are parenting, right? It, it takes away a lot of who you used to be before you became a parent. And it infuses this big title of parent, which takes up a big, huge part of your life. And I'm tired. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are tired too. And I've been tired for nearly 18 years and it doesn't seem to stop. So I hope this gives you a little bit of solace and it gives you a place to say, yes, you can say you don't want to parent today. You can say you don't want to parent at all anymore. You can say all kinds of things. Get it out. It's normal. We're all feeling it. All right. I hope this was helpful and I'm so glad you're here and thanks for joining me. And I hope you tune in next time. Bye.